Hello, welcome to Wonders in Learning Podcast. I'm Mariah. This episode, you're listening to Yishma and I talking to Chayla. Our topic is acting and what it's like to be a professional actor. Hello, Chayla. My name is Mariah, and this is my friend Yishma. Can you tell us about a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So, um... I am from Saskatoon and after high school, I moved to Toronto um, originally to do a degree in international development, um, but I'd been doing a lot of theater before that. And so while I was at U of T, I kind of had like a freak out and, uh, and quit my international development degree and went back into drama. Um, so I did a BA there. And then while I was there, I started meeting a lot of people in Toronto um, and a lot of people that I met had gone to this school called the National Theater School. And at U of T, I felt like I wasn't really getting enough like practical courses. So then I auditioned for NTS really last minute. And then I went there after U of T, kind of with the hope and idea that I'd be a theater actor. I was like, I want to be at Shaw and Stratford and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I came out and that didn't really happen. It was pretty hard, honestly. Um, and I was getting some work for sure because I knew a lot of people and I'd gone to this school that has a good reputation. Um, but I had a tough time kind of booking really mainstream gigs. So there's kind of like indie theaters in Toronto and then there's like more mainstream. And I was having sort of a tough time booking film and television work. Um, and also a bit of a tough time booking big theater gigs. And that started to change. Um, anyway, I reached a point a couple of years ago where after doing that for about 10 years and, you know, I was doing okay. Um, I decide I got asked to direct a short film um, and I had gotten really tired of auditioning to play women who were victims or like kind of like stereotypical sweet uh, moms. I was getting really frustrated with the roles for women out there and frustrated with the way women were being treated and the way I was being treated on set and in theaters. And so in the last couple of years, I've shifted my focus to writing and directing, but in film and TV, um, because I feel like there's more opportunities right now for uh, different people other than old white men <laughs> in film and TV. Um, yeah, so I've been working for a couple years with a showrunner who is someone, who, they're like the head writer in a writing room on a TV show. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, and I've been his assistant for a couple years. And then I was a writing assistant in a room on a TV show. And right now I'm working for a director assisting him as well um, on this big Warner Brothers Christmas movie. <laughs> So that's where I'm at. It's been a bit of a like circuitous journey. Like I didn't imagine that I was going to try to like be a writer and director in film and TV back when I was in theater school. Uh, we have just uh, some questions for you, okay? Sure. What is your job as a director or an actor? Uh, my job. Wow, that's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I hope answer your question. Um, as an actor, 
my goal, and I feel what I was taught, was always to try to embody um, and give life to the experience and the humanity of the character. Um, and that for me means willing to be vulnerable and have people watch me. And I don't mean like crying necessarily. I just mean be kind of like fallible and just to let people witness that. Um, because I think, I think that's the job of an actor and to be willing to fail and just see what happens to be in the unknown. Um, and then I think as a director, what I'm learning watching many directors and doing some directing myself is I think their biggest job is to have, a, have the ability to hold space for the actors so they feel safe to do that, to be vulnerable, to tell this story, to be in the unknown and try to find out what's happening as they're saying these lines, um, given them to them by the writer that are for their character. Um, and to help guide the story along and to kind of have a vision for it, but also to be willing to receive what happens in the present moment and work with that to make, I guess, the best version of that story possible. And that includes a lot of technical skills, just to say that's kind of like almost like a spiritual answer or an artistic answer. But in terms of actual skills that you need to do that, it's like the list is endless. <laughs> I think, I think big qualities are the, or like key skills inside of all those like technical things that you have to, you know, know and continue to work on would be the willingness to fail and the willingness to not know and also communication skills. I'm on a set right now where uh, without saying anything that I'm not allowed to, the most of the problems are occurring because people lack like emotional intelligence and communication skills. Um, yeah. Um, our next question is, why did you choose to be an actor? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, I was really shy um, in elementary school and through most of high school. I felt pretty awkward. I was definitely bullied. Um, and I saw other people being bullied way worse than me. And I never understood really why that was happening. Like, I think I've always had a lot of empathy for other people and their experiences. And so when people are mean to other people or people get made fun of or all this kind of stuff, I was always so confused because I just thought like, can't you put yourself into their shoes? And I guess what I started to realize is that I'm, I find it really easy to put myself in someone else's shoes most of the time and that I like that experience. Um, and I also really liked that as an actor, you could do silly things and be any kind of way and embody all these different ways of being and people. And it was a space where you could be that way and no one was gonna make fun of you because that was literally your job. Um, so I found that really freeing. Um, and I guess I kept going because I think that the more stories we can tell about all types of people, hopefully uh, the more 
empathy everyone can have for each other and stop being judgmental and unkind. Who inspired you to do what you do today? Ooh, <laughs> your guys' questions are so good. <laughs> Some of these things I haven't thought about in a long time. Um, my best friend from Saskatoon, uh, her name is Meredith, and we've known each other since we were four. And she made me, kind of made me come to this improv class that was at Victoria Public School in Saskatoon when we were in grade eight. And I think if she hadn't dragged me to that improv class, I wouldn't be an actor. And she's still my friend today. So that's pretty incredible. Um, otherwise, um, gosh, so many people inspire me. I've had some really amazing teachers along the way. Um, and I could go, I guess, on and on about who they are. Uh, yeah, I had some really amazing teachers at U of T, like, a man named Ken Gass, who started a place called the Factory Theater, which is kind of like a big deal, I guess, in Canadian history. Um, he was my teacher at U of T. And when a lot of people didn't believe in me, he really did. So that was both like inspiring and encouraging. I'm really into Frances McDormand um, right now <laughs> as an actor. I find her really incredible because I think her acting is great and she doesn't fit the mold of like, I don't know, Hollywood actresses or something, and yet she's still working. Um, and otherwise I'm inspired by a lot of different artists. I read a lot. My dad was a visual artist and a sculptor. So, and I'm just inspired by people. Like I'll be walking down the street and, you know, be amazed at the way someone's face looks or how they treat their neighbor, or all kinds of stuff. What are something that you like about your job? Um, I like that I get to use my imagination. I like meeting a lot of different people. I really like exploring um, experiences through being an actor and a director and a writer actually um, that I haven't personally had, but I love to try to imagine or uh, allow myself to feel other people's experiences. Um, I like, or in the past, I like that it meant I got to travel. I've worked a lot of different places. Um, I like that usually it means I'm not in an office all the time. I really like to do things with my body. That's part of the reason I like acting. I love to like move around. I did some dance too. Like, um, I'm not very happy when I'm just sitting still all day, as I'm sure you guys maybe know <laughs> from school. <laughs> that, was, that was never very good for me. <laughs> um, and even right now, since I started working as a writer, I spend so much time at a computer and it makes me feel crazy. Like I really miss like being in my body. Um, I like... I don't know if you've had this experience, but you know, when you're having like, say a really good conversation with a friend and there's that moment where like, you realize you're both like totally understand each other and are like kind of saying the same thing, but maybe in a slightly different way or maybe almost exactly the same way. 
when acting is like really working, when you're really in touch with someone else, that's kind of what it feels like. And that like feeling is almost like, it feels like magic, like to be that connected to someone else um, and to have it happen in a way that feels almost accidental, like kind of psychic. I find that feeling like really thrilling and very beautiful. And I love watching it happen as well. If you could have any other job other than acting, what would it be? Um, you know, I've thought about this a lot over the years because there's many times where I thought I should maybe quit and do something else. Um, and I would want to work for an NGO that is like working to uh, protect water and uh, to get clean water and to ensure water rights for all communities. I mean, all over the world, but definitely in Canada and especially on First Nations reserves. That's, that's the other, it's the only other thing I can really imagine doing. What's your favorite thing to do in your job? I think my favorite thing, like the thing that feels best for me kind of, or the thing that I like the most about it in general, or, or both. <laughs> both, I guess. Okay. Um, what is the thing I like most about my job? Yeah. Uh, I like that I get to play. Like, I'm okay with being an adult. I mean, parts of it suck, but parts of it are great. Um, but one thing I don't like being an adult is that um, feels like there are a lot of rules that don't actually help make me a better person or make me kinder or keep anyone safer or any of that kind of stuff. Feels like there are a lot of invisible rules about being an adult. Like suddenly I'm supposed to be so serious all the time or like I can't move in certain ways or I'm not allowed to have certain feelings. That's just how it feels to me. And as an actor, and I'm not supposed to play anymore either. It's weird. It's like, a lot of adults stop playing. I don't know if you've noticed this. Super bizarre for me, in my opinion. <laughs> and so I really like that I get to keep playing and that I can, um, yeah, that I don't have to like shut down that part of myself um, because I think it still exists in everyone their whole lives. It's just that, I don't know, people are taught that those parts of them aren't okay when they're an adult or something. Um, and the other thing I like is that in terms of like what it does for other people or something is I hope that it allows other people to feel less alone. That by seeing someone go through something hard or awkward or funny or just like anything that they might see themselves in that story and then feel less alone and realize that their feelings or their experience is legitimate. And any time after a show when someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, that was just like when this happened to me or when you responded this way, it reminded me of that or this character made me think of this thing in my own life. And you can tell that they've had like a real emotional response. I'm like, that's the whole reason to do it for me. What's the hardest thing about being an actor or a girl? Yeah, um, money. The hardest thing is money. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And I don't mean that in a super jaded way. Lots of people have a hard time with money, you know, minimum wage all over the world is not high enough. So um, it's not just an actor director thing for sure. But uh, that's, that's one of the hardest things. I definitely didn't have a lot of money for a lot of years. And I'm, you know, I'm like at an age where a lot of people I know have like houses and all kinds of other stuff. And I don't have that because I was never making that much money, you know, like even at some of the big, really like well-known fancy theaters I was working at, I was making like seven or $800 a week. And I don't know if that sounds like a lot or a little to you, but let me tell you when rent in Toronto for one person is like $1,200 back then, it wasn't very much. So I always had other jobs and I always had to like, I do an acting gig and then have to get another job and back and forth. And I know a lot of people who started to quit around the time when they were 30, because it gets kind of tiring um, to operate in that way. And at the same time, money isn't everything, you know? So it kind of, it depends on what's <clears throat> important to you. And I kept going because I couldn't imagine doing something else. And now I am starting to make more money. Like it has changed a little bit um, or, or a lot actually in a way. Uh, I'm still not going to buy a house in Toronto because they're $2 million, but um, <laughs> it has changed a bit, but it does, it can take time. But I have friends who also started making pretty good money right out of theater school. So, you know, it's some, a lot of it is chance. Um, and then I would say the other hardest thing uh, is the amount of uh, uh, racism and misogyny that still really exists in the industry. And even though it is starting to change, um, it's an industry that has allowed, like many industries, uh, a lot of uh, toxic and even abusive behavior as like a part of the industry for a long time. And it's gone pretty unacknowledged. It's been like quite integrated into the way things work. Like I remember coming out of theater school and just knowing that like a male director talking to me in a way, or maybe kind of like, even if he was like 15 years older than me, like making some comments to me was just a part of the deal. That's actually what I thought. And that's so wrong, obviously, but that just tells you like how ingrained it is kind of in the mentality of like the Hollywood machine or something. And you know, that's part of another reason why I became more interested in being a director or a producer or a writer, because I wanted to have more power to be able to create safer spaces for people. So, and it's, you know, it's tough to speak up as I'm sure you both know, like little things happen all the time where I'm like, uh, do I say something? Cause that was inappropriate. And every time it takes like this, like leap of faith in me to like draw a boundary. So that's hard too, but it is getting better. Can you tell us about the project you're working on now? Oh, yeah. Um, it's called 8-Bit Christmas. It's just, it's a Warner Brothers, like, Christmas movie. It's set in the 1980s. I think there's stuff out there about it. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. So is this guy named Steve Zahn. It's, it's a big movie. And it's really great. There's some really amazing people on it. Steve is so nice. Um, yeah, and there's some tough stuff about it, too, just like on anything. But you know what's it like to work on a film during covid yeah so we get tested three times a week 
and I wear like a full N95. And if we're close to the actors who don't have masks on, I also have like full like glasses or, or, um, or a face shield or whatever. It's pretty hard. I mean, just like anyone dealing with this time, you know, yeah. it's like not super easy to wear a mask all day. And in this case on sets, like if we get a case, if there's an outbreak, which knock on wood, hopefully there won't be, but if there were to be an outbreak on a set, they have to shut down and quarantine everyone for two weeks, which is just like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that they lose. So the stakes are pretty high. <laughs> well, uh, this is all our questions. Okay. Uh, thank you for your time yeah. and joining us on our podcast. I'm so happy to have done it. Have a good morning, afternoon, night, or whenever you're watching this. Thank you.